Welcome to the My Buddy Green podcast. I'm Jason Wachab, founder and co-CEO of My Buddy Green, and your host. Hey everyone, today we have our Vice President of Scientific Affairs, Dr. Ashley, back on the show to discuss all things vitamin C. While vitamin C is often a wintertime favorite, did you know that it's actually so important to take this vitamin year-round? While vitamin C boosts your immune system, it's also an antioxidant powerhouse and integral to heart, brain, and skin health. Think increased collagen production, glowing skin, and increased cellular energy. With this in mind, we are so excited that we created our very own Vitamin C Potency Plus, which delivers a thousand milligrams, yes, that's one whole gram, of vitamin C in just two capsules. Backed by clinical research, this scientifically advanced trio formula of vitamin C plus lipids plus citrus bioflavonoids demonstrates superior ability to raise vitamin C levels in our body and achieve 233% higher uptake and retention in cells and deliver antioxidant plus anti-inflammatory actions compared to other forms of vitamin C. So we are super proud of this formula. So visit mindbodygreen.com slash vitamin C pod and use code vitamin C pod for 25% off your order of our very own vitamin C potency plus. Ashley, welcome back. Thanks. So good to be here. Vitamin C is one of those daily essentials for nutrition. Everyone knows that, but let's get real. What's the vitamin C situation in our country? Can you talk to me about the nutrient gaps and status biomarker? Ugh, bio, ugh, I can't talk. I need vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> status biomarker info we know. Yeah, I think that a lot of well-known nutrients like vitamin C, it's been gotten a lot of attention the past two years last time we were talking about it you know it was like immune support plus discussion and we were all wearing these things <laughs> more than we are now but because it's so discussed you know i fear it might get a little desensitized so let's not forget vitamin c so important for immunity and other things we'll hopefully discuss in a bit but we just assume because it's um prevalent discussion and in fruits and veg that we're fine. And as it turns out, okay, so first off, this is an essential nutrient, meaning our body cannot produce it. As it turns out, we're quite unique for mammals. Uh, most mammals can produce vitamin C. It's humans, uh, bats, and guinea pigs <laughs> who lack a particular um, enzyme. The gene is like not turned on functionally. So we have to consume it daily. And as it turns out, this gap or deficit or inadequacy, all terms for, hey, there's a daily need this much for male, female, pregnant, lactating. By the way, that's 75 milligrams for women, 90 for men a day, like baseline RDA. And for adults, almost half of the U.S. population, adult population is failing to meet those baseline needs. So 46% is the nationally representative number. And that's actually from a June 2020 publication in the journal Nutrients. 
that no doubt was a timely publication. If you think to what was happening in March 2020, they rushed and published this. And it was important because they were looking at the inadequacy intake of immune supporting ingredient or I mean, they are ingredients, but nutrients. So vitamin C, vitamin A came in at 46%, vitamin D at 95% of us are, that's the gap, that's the failure level, 84% for E and 15% for zinc. So I say that because vitamin C is not existing in a silo in terms of its immune essential behaviors, but half the population. So you're like, okay, go eat some oranges. Sure, please, by all means, everyone eats some more oranges. Every discussion we have here Mind Body Green, by the way, is never like food or supplements. They are totally synergistic and complementary. So citrus is a fine source, but it's a little bit of a misnomer. I was reminding myself of the USDA data, nutrient analysis data. And in fact, the following foods could give you more vitamin C than citrus. So how about guava, red peppers, kale, kiwi, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, papaya. That's just like what you're eating. So let's all eat some more colorful fruits and veg for sure. And then what about like you said a, a biomarker, a status biomarker? We've talked about this before on the podcast for, you know, for omega-3s, you can measure omega-3 index for vitamin D. It's 25-hydroxy-D. So what's this thing you can measure your indication of C status. And as it turns out, it's called serum ascorbic acid. Ascorbic acid is just synonymous with vitamin C. It's just the chemical name. And I was pleased to see there's been a publication very recently, 2021, also in the Journal of Nutrients, nationally representative data. And I, I was personally surprised. Like I, I thought it was not going to be this high. 42% of U.S. adults are meeting the blood test result requirements for vitamin C insufficiency. Another term for that is hypovitaminosis C. And that, by the way, that 42% is including insufficient and like, frankly, grossly deficient. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just gonna pause there because so much of what we do is inspired from our own personal stories and my wife, co-founder and co-CEO, Colleen, was one of those people who did extensive blood work and had extraordinarily low levels of vitamin C. And we were just like, wow. And then we started to have a conversation and dig into the research and okay, half, half of the population is low here. And this is pretty, pretty critical for overall health and well-being. And right. so, you know, and that led to the creation of the, of vitamin C potency plus. So one thing I'm curious about too, you know, Colleen isn't alone and I'm curious, are there factors that increase your risk for vitamin C insufficiency? So yeah, as it turns out um, in 2020, 2021 with all the vitamin C, you know, interest, there's research came out that showed there are certain factors that can up your risk for vitamin C insufficiency based on those blood levels we were talking about. So men, for instance, are more, more likely than women to exhibit insufficiency on the vitamin C front. We've known for a long time, but it's a good reminder that smoking, so smoking status, definitely, it's basically just like exhausting your internal vitamin C, using it up because smoking causes oxidation and the vitamin C is trying to sop up 
free radicals desperately. So, you know, smoking is, is definitely going to up your vitamin C deficiency risk. And one that you don't think about, at least I hadn't for a while, you think of body composition, like overweight and obesity immediately with things like vitamin D because they're fat soluble. But it turns out, turns out vitamin C, higher BMI can up your risk for vitamin C insufficiency. And then the data also found there's some racial inequities. So being African-American or Mexican-American, higher risk there for not getting enough vitamin C. And then lower, less income, you know, higher poverty, and then more food insecurity, as well as younger age, interestingly. Th those were the factors tied to, you know, a higher risk for this not getting enough of this essential nutrient daily and the evidence in your blood work. So let me just tell if you like go get your blood test, like like Colleen did and was flabbergasted in her result. The adequacy cutoff there, you know, we talk about with vitamin D discussions, the cutoffs 30 nanograms per mil. So what's the cutoff for vitamin C? Adequacy is thought to be around two, like two milligrams per deciliter. The Literature varies on that, but that's a good one to two is where is where you want to be sitting milligrams per deciliter. I think Colleen was like 0.3. It was insane and, and was the inspiration for this product and her right. levels are, are normal now. And so it's great. I, I want to come back to this idea of, you know, everyone knows C, you know, C, C is not sulforaphane glucosinolate, <laughs> which, you know, which is like kind of new, like vitamin C. Everyone knows vitamin C. I'm curious, from your perspective as a PhD, an RD, nutrition scientist, what surprises you about C? Well, I think one of the things that surprises me is that it is so multidimensional in its support. So I don't want to downplay the immune support roles because they're massive, like literally the white blood cells, which are, there's a diverse array of these different leukocytes, their development to be normal functioning, get after it immune cells. So their synthesis, their, their development, their function, reliant on vitamin C. And then, you know, boots on the ground, they're like our defense system and vitamin C is there to ensure, you know, cleanup because our immune response involves things like free radicals and oxidants and things like that. So like, don't get me wrong, immune essential. But then beyond that, like the skin and beauty is one angle, but let's just take a step back. W what is that all about? Collagen. We'll take a step back further. Collagen is the most abundant protein in the human body. This is not something like I'm sure I learned it in school, but now it's just much more relevant because the collagen data is growing and emerging more and more. So vitamin C, as it turns out, is required, like not kind of needed. <laughs> it's required for normal and um, successful collagen synthesis. And so you talk about like building a collagen network in your body. What does that mean? Okay. Skin, all of your connective tissues. So tendons, cartilage, ligaments, muscles, bones. We just had an article on Mind Body Green recently. The pelvic floor everyone's talking about collagen, your gut, even your eyes, your heart, your blood vessels. It's just, you know, no wonder collagen most abundant. But for collagen to synthesize and cross-link correctly and serve as the 
you know, it's like this architectural scaffolding that's, it's a triple helix. It's super amazing. But it's also like, okay, for beauty, you have a more elastic and hydrated skin. Awesome. But your skin is also your first barrier line of defense. It's an organ. So it's not just about beauty, but about, you know, protecting and ourselves and our entire body. And then if you think about vitamin C and collagen, that goes to even the level of the joints. And again, the oxidative balance. So we talk about redox balance, reducing ver reduction versus oxidation. And it's, it turns out vitamin C, like at the crux or core of all of its fascinating heart, joint, neuroprotective benefits, skin, beauty, immune, is the crux is this, like it's a generous compound, vitamin C. It's a donor. It's donating electrons. So, so to build off of that, you know, you mentioned collagen and the power of collagen combined with C, and that's precisely why we have C with our beauty and gut collagen plus. Yep. And it's not uncommon that you'll see in, in a lot of formulas, whether they're ours or someone else. And so it, it begs the question, you know, let's talk about a standalone C, like can, you know, talk about the power of a standalone C and how a standalone vitamin C can make its way into your nutritional supplement regimen. Yeah. So I think that to your point, there's a place for these lower level doses in multi-ingredient formulas like our beauty and gut collagen or immune complexes or a multivitamin. And that's exactly where you'll find them in our portfolio. But yeah, the case for a standalone high potency of vitamin C is it's there. And so what we have to separate ourselves from thinking though is like, oh, if the goal is just to get 75 or 90 milligrams, the RDA, then that's not really what this high potency play is designed to do. And as it turns out, baseline levels, great. Diet can help you get there. But to get a thousand milligrams or a gram, that's like 15 oranges or it's like 76 limes. I was doing the math the other day to show you how nerdy I am. But so why would we want 500, 750, 1,000, you know, these higher milligram doses? Well, it turns out that in the research literature, clinical trials, clinical studies, they have seen that at these higher doses, gram, 500 a gram, two gram, even in certain clinical situations, higher than two grams, that the benefits for our immune response, for our cardiovascular health, so things like blood pressure, that it, it's showing incremental benefits at these higher potency doses. So this is an example where, you know, surviving versus thriving is something I talk about. We're not crossing the ocean anymore and need some limes. Lemons are limes. We, we now have the ability to like fully leverage the power and 360 health support of this, of this nutrient. So I think you brought up such an important point. Look, we all believe food is medicine and, and start there. But the idea of eating how many 76 limes yeah. is just, is just ridiculous. And yeah. so that's where food will only take you so far. Again, I, I want to reiterate, like C's everywhere, but like, we don't talk enough about it. And there's so much info about C, but a lot of it is interesting to say the least. And what are some of the most common myths 
you hear, you read about C that just leave you scratching your head? I mean, the first one is kind of like what we just discussed that I only need, you know, 75 milligrams a day. I'm fine. And it's, it's forgetting that there's this scientific data that's supporting the angle of the high potency play. So that's a myth that you just need the baseline dietary intake levels and that you couldn't leverage the power of more. And then the next myth is that, you know, vitamin C is just that immune nutrient that you need sometimes, or maybe like you care about it when it's too little too late. Like I think we wrote an article recently on Mind Body Green about like, don't wait until you feel crappy <laughs> to care about this nutrient. And so pigeonholing it or pigeonholing it as like, a temporal sometimes need or like just for immunity purposes is another myth. And then the last myth is kind of how we probably got into the situation as a nation where half of adults, you know, have a gap and then half of 40 some percent of adults have clinical low vitamin C levels in their blood is like, I look fine. I feel fine. I don't see the need. And I'll just tell a story very quickly because it made me think of vitamin C. I was, I live in Charleston, South Carolina, and I was with a friend recently looking, there's this beautiful set of gardens along the Ashley River that I was named after. <laughs> My mom likes water. And anyways, there's gators in the water. And if you're not from here, which my friend was from Washington state, and she was like, I thought that was a Florida thing. And we're looking down and she's like, what is this beast in the water? I was like, yeah, that, that's a gator. So over the next hour, we see about eight gators, some full grown, some babies, which is equally concerning because the mamas are very protective of the babies. Then we turn and we're coming back, same, you know, along the same path, but opposite route. And there are these lovely gals, a little younger than, than myself, so we'll say in the 20s, doing a selfie, you know, the Instagram, they're more active than I am on Instagram. And they are in the water. They're like fully in the water. And our water here is not clear. And I'm like, oh my goodness, ladies, there's gators in that water. And their response was, well, I haven't seen it. I don't see any. And they kept taking photos. And, you know, I encourage them to get out of the water some more. But that story is just reminds me of how, as a dietitian, how people treat like not just vitamin C, they'll do it with vitamin D and omega-3s as well and a multivitamin. Like, I don't see anything, like, I feel fine. And in fact, like, that gator might come and, like, chomp you is the, is the metaphor. So. <laughs> not, not to be scary, but, like, get out of the water. We can help you get out of the water. <laughs> no, I, I, I look with, with deficiencies, there, there are many out there. What I've learned in my health journey is there are some that are pretty clear and, and there's, there are side effects and there are feelings that are attached to it where it's pretty right. clear to you, like, Hey, I don't feel well, or something feels off. And there are many others where you feel fine. Right. And you just trust the number, like Colleen got the number. And I was like, girls, there's gators in the water. <laughs> yeah. And Colleen feel, felt fine. And I think yep. also too, there are a lot of, and, and this, I think speaks to some other products coming down the pipeline for us. There are a lot of deficiencies we're not testing for and you don't know until it's too late but more on that later so i want to come back to, to our product because we spent so much time putting it together and i'd love if you could share a little bit behind the thought process since you know c comes in many shapes and sizes 
So if you could fill our audience in about how we landed on our innovative formula, because we looked at everything for a product that a lot of people think is simple, like, oh, it's vitamin C, like of all of, like we spent a lot of time on this. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, I mean, we looked at all the possibilities and we knew from the literature we wanted this higher potency play of the one gram. And so first, firstly, you are delivered that. So 1000 milligrams, like I said, equivalent to 15 oranges, if that's your citrus comparison of choice. And, but beyond that, it was like, what form, what source and ascorbic acid. So this is just, if you were to take ascorbic acid on its own or in a complex in the lower doses. So like, you know, four 500, or less. Your gut is very agile, well-designed to accommodate and utilize those doses. In the higher potency plays, 500 plus, you're going to end up excreting quite a bit. There's saturation point. So that's why products that are in the gram plus range that are just ascorbic acid on its lonesome <laughs> by itself, it's not a great idea. It's just not going to be well utilized. So we were searching for what is the design or form that delivers on bioavailability? So absorption in the gut, but not just absorption. Bioavailability takes it a step further. Does it impact your levels, your vitamin C levels that we were talking about Colleen had measured? So like your blood levels. And then is there evidence for bioefficacy and bioactivity in the body? And we landed on this clinically researched version of vitamin C, which is in fact a trio. So don't think of it as vitamin C, it's this complex. So it's a thousand milligrams of vitamin C with a lipid helper, if you will. So fatty acids um, from rice bran, brown rice, and then a bitter orange dominated citrus bioflavonoid, you know, that's the third component. But then we also added in a whole nother 100 milligrams of an array of citrus bioflavonoids from key lime, how very Southern of, of us. <laughs> uh, key lime, grapefruit, orange, uh, an array of citrus. And so the lipid, to back up, the lipid is literally helping like chauffeur, usher, or make vitamin C, this water-soluble thing, you know, more more agile in the gut for absorption and more agile at the cell. Every cell is like a, you know, has a lipid component, the cell membrane. So it's helping like carry, deliver it there for cellular absorption and retention superiority. And, you know, Pureway C is the name of the, the brand that has these clinicals published. So there's a human clinical and then there's also preclinical data because they had to look like hone in at the cellular literally at the cellular absorption retention rates. And they were able to demonstrate a 233% higher cellular absorption of the vitamin C that we have in our product that has the lipid and citrus bioflavonoids than regular ascorbic acid. And that's, you know, that's a big difference. And you're like, well, what do I care about cellular absorption or retention? That's where vitamin C is acting. So for its impact in the heart and the joint and the skin and beauty and the brain, like, those are our cells that are our tissues, that are our organs, that are our body. The citrus bioflavonoid component, I'll just back up. That's like botanical citrus plant. These are unique phytonutrients that are like hesperidin is probably the 
most valuable player there for the citrus bioflavonoids. But we assume, we just make a lot of assumptions. The vitamin C is fine on its own, but in fact, you can up the protection, like we're buffering vitamin C from oxidation with these citrus bioflavonoids. So it's a really cool trio and that's just maximizing. We felt like the data, you know, really lands clearly. It's maximizing bioavailability, bioactivity, and bioefficacy. And in fact, like we don't have to guess, they also measured in these studies the pure waste C has superior free radical scavenging abilities, 11% higher than other common types of vitamin C. And the ability to raise vitamin C levels in the blood, the thing we talked about, you know, half our nation is dealing with issues, and the ability to demonstrate anti-inflammatory actions. So that biomarker there is C-reactive protein. The clinical study showed a 15% greater reduction in CRP with the trio unique form of vitamin C in our product than other more common types on the market. So yeah, I think we, it's a superiority. It's a, yeah. it's a superior play all around. Yeah. And, you know, just to give everyone a little bit more insight behind closed doors in our process, you know, when we started, there's a lot of chatter about liposomal and we looked every which way at the data, at the science, and it just wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I, I still think liposomal is, if you prefer a liquid form, you know, liposomal appears to be well positioned there much better than like that. I think that's kind of where it belongs for vitamin C if you prefer it. But in terms of the published clinicals, this is where it was at for us science wise. Yeah. Cause we believe at the end of the day, no matter whether it's a powder or a liquid or a capsule, you got to deliver results. And yeah. I remember going through this process with you and 233% higher cellular absorption. And then the 15% reduction in CRP, like that's meaningful. Yeah. I mean, like we want it, we say it's a, a scavenger of free radicals and like, oh, we have the numbers to back it up, that it's not just doing it, it's doing it better. Yeah, because yeah, we never wanted to, you know, every product and there have been products we've we've looked into and decided not to bring to life and everything in our process, we ask ourselves the question, can we actually do this, do it better and deliver on efficacy? Yeah, and yeah, this is a vegan, you know, again, like vegan, non-GMO, soy-free, dairy-free, major food, allergen-free, all, all, the, all the stuff. So a couple simple questions to qu close that are just important because they're real. You know, can I take vitamin C potency plus with other supplements? Okay. The answer is for our portfolio. And I mean, yeah, you could look at your other supplements and I guess apply this knowledge, but we designed the mind body green supplements portfolio with all the other products in mind. So for instance, if you were to take our multivitamin that delivers, um, a hundred percent, our, the, the daily value, 90 milligrams. Or, and if you're taking our immune support plus that happens to have hundred milligrams of vitamin C, those are more modest, you know, useful doses. You could absolutely fold in and take daily the one gram, the a thousand milligrams, the vitamin C potency plus. We designed it in that way to be complimentary. And, you know, I've taken a gram of vitamin C for 
a decade plus of my life along with multi-ingredient multivitamin. So yeah, it's the safety. It's interesting. We talk about like upper intake levels. As it turns out, the upper intake level for vitamin C is 2000 milligrams, but that's not actually the level where like bad stuff starts to happen. That's the level that's been proven to be safe. People sometimes get that backwards. And oh, one thing I will say, if you've ever had like personally, they're, they're, every person's unique. Some people have experience with like taking a higher dose of vitamin C and oh, it made you feel a little queasy or, or like, like the GI front, they have a negative experience. And that could be because you took just plain ascorbic acid at such a high dose. And like I was talking about, the gut isn't really set up for that. So you might return and try this as a new experience because that won't be the case when we've enrobed our vitamin C with lipids and citrus bioflavonoid. It's a gentleness. No, I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because we took that into consideration because there are a lot of formulas out there. Look, there's an approach with supplements. It's just like throw as much as you can in and more is better. And you know, that is not true. <laughs> yeah. that, that is not the case with this product. And we took that into consideration that it, it was the, the dose that delivered the efficacy that we wanted and also took into consideration, you know, the gentleness, cause that's important to people. And another question that I, I know will come up and comes up all the time. Is there a time of day that's optimal to take C? So. I, I've thought about this and I looked back at the Pure Way C clinical publication just to make sure when we were launching this product, I knew this would be a common question. And if you go on the product info page, we talk about this in one of the FAQs, but basically because of our vitamin C, lipid, citrus bioflavonoid trio, the way it was studied was not requiring food intake or any factor to help optimize it. Like it's rocking and rolling on its on its own. So you could take it at any point of the day with or without food and it's, you know, potent yet gentle. So I would say on a personal level, I could see the context where you might take it towards the beginning or midday. If you're thinking about vitamin C is involved in things like cellular energy metabolism, um, especially processing the fats that we eat properly. And then just like whole body detoxification systems and redox balance and combating oxidative stress. Like I could see you temporarily wanting to get after that in the morning and, and have it throughout your day. So that, that might be a reason you would, would start early, but you could do it at night and, you know, gain similar benefits. So that's really up to you. And the most important thing is when you'll remember to take it so that you take it regularly and, and gain the benefits. Yeah. Colleen and I do every morning for that very reason. Ashley, always a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. And for all of our listeners, again, please visit mindbuddygreen.com slash vitamin C pod and use the code vitamin C pod for 25% off your order of our very own vitamin C potency plus.